Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo uh, over in uh, Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Adams. It would be a little weird. I wonder if there's any families that live there. That's not in Adams County, is it? No, it's not. It's in Hines County, oddly enough. Of course it is. But it's and it's not spelled like the Adams family. There's only two A's. So, hmm. but anyway, there's no. a. It's like A A D. Well, the Adams family wasn't that wasn't an A D A A M S. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or was, was it, it two D's? Oh, it could be right. It could be two D's. Hold on, let me see here. I should know this because I dressed it as Gomez it's Adams. D's. It's two D's. Yes. So it, yeah, this is only one D. Okay. So there you go. All you need is one D. That's all you need. Uh, wherever you are in our grave. <laughs> Dang it. it. Took me a second there. Ah. I shouldn't ah. say things like that. You shouldn't say things like that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I make the jokes around here, buddy. Ah. You know, but- sometimes, sometimes my... My brain gets ahead of me. Well, sometimes I'm just a bad influence on you. So, you well, know. I don't know if it's my brain or my gut. I don't know. Like, if it was my brain, wouldn't it tell me not to say that? You think so? Yeah. I don't know. No. Wherever you are in our great state, you can enjoy Strange Brew Coffee every morning. So, click away. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Don't forget, it's a Bulldog Initiative business. And speaking of that, our friends at Pip Printing have a Pip Printing have a great plan for you to help your business and help the Bulldog Initiative. When you give them a call and you place an order with them, and guys, I know if you're a business owner, you're already spending money on marketing and on printing. You take your business to Pip Printing and you tell them, hey, we heard about you on Thunder and Lightning. They're going to give 10% of whatever your sale is back to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. So your business will be the one that's getting the the the, the credit for uh, donating to the Bulldog Initiative. That is a really great and simple way to get money into the hands of the Bulldog Initiative without doing anything extra because you're already spending that money on printing anyway. Contact my buddy Camden Baker. Contact him directly. This is his number, 601-499-5216. He'll take care of you and get you going and get you a great program to market your business with all the resources they have at PIP Printing. 
College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. I'll be tweeting out some leaks this week, some M over S gear, polos and pullovers you're going to want to wear to Duty Noble. We're just about a month or month and a half, month now, a month and a week away from the start of the college baseball season. You need the new M over S gear. They've got it. Been saying it for weeks. The, the, the banner M is done, dusted, finito. Call it a day. So if you don't have new gear, you're going to want to get it. Get it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. That's the place to go for lunch, for dinner, for Sunday brunch when you are in the city of Starkville. They have the best blue plate in town, great selection of meat and veggies, and the best cornbread I've ever had. And I don't like cornbread. This is the only cornbread I'll eat. If, I, if anyone else is giving me cornbread, I say no. But I'll eat Restaurants Tyler's because it's really, actually really, really good, which, trust me, I'm as surprised as you are on that. So, when you want to have a great lunch any day of the week, it's there for you, the blue plate at Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you Guys, I've been saying it for a long time. You know, you want to have a, a community bank that's strong. We talk about eating locally. We talk about shopping locally. Just as important to bank locally. And if you live in central Mississippi, you can do that with Priority One. Check out their website, PriorityOneBank.com. Check out their app. If you're not already a customer, you don't know this. But if you are, you know how good the Priority One Bank app is. You can do a lot more on there than just move your money around. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Hey, Robbie. Boy, we had... Uh... Things really escalate in that New Orleans and Atlanta game, huh? Last time I looked up, it was fourteen to fourteen. Yeah, you know, if if uh, if I can't get into the playoffs, you know, it's sort of like you know the the remember the two thousand nine where a state doesn't go to a bowl game, but at least they just pummeled Ole Miss at the end of the year. Same thing. Honey Badger just had a pick six. Oh, did he? Oh, did he? Now? Wait, 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 wait! No, oh my gosh, he's down at the one yard line. Oh, okay, well, it doesn't matter. He he was letting up. What ha- he's getting too old. He's a very generous and giving man, the honey badger. He was about to get brought down by an offensive lineman. That would have been embarrassing. Well, I mean, they've been on the did, field, you know a lot because they because the offense just scores quickly in this one. Did y'all not make the playoffs? So as we sit right now, as it sits here right this second, the Buccaneers won their game against the Panthers, so they've won the <clears> South. The Saints will get into the wild card if the Packers and the Seahawks both lose. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize all that had to happen. Yeah, so it's just still now. I was already pulling for the Bears anyway because of my of our handsome my handsome young son Stefan Krasnick. He's a Bears fan. I don't have any Packers fans in my life, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, did y'all just, did y'all just was the main one y'all needed? The Tampa easiest way lose. was to win the division by Tampa Bay losing to Carolina. But you and I both know Carolina was never going to win that game. You know how long Did that you game see took? the final of that? Nine, Nine to nothing. zero. You know how long that game took? Two hours uh, and 35 minutes. That's an NFL game. Two oh. hours and 35 minutes. There are college basketball games that don't finish in 235. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Well, my team y'all, y'all against are, all odds are in the playoffs. Yeah. The Titans beat the Jaguars. We are in the playoffs. <laughs> it's- 48-17. Where was this a couple of weeks ago against the Rams? Well, that's what I'm saying about the Steelers. They they lost to these just god-awful teams, like two-win mm-hmm. teams. Mm-hmm. And suddenly they, they're they winning these games here at the end of the year, which I, you know, I'm not an idiot. 
Baltimore set basically their entire offense. Right. And a lot of defensive guys. But right. still, we finished pretty strong there at the end of the year. And now we're going to be without T.J. Watt next week. So, no. Oh, but well. it doesn't matter. Just being in is being in, you know? Yeah, that's true. So. Ah. Let's talk some oh, recruiting. We're trying to uh, – Trying to stretch out this conversation so the basketball conversation might not be as long. Well, we're going to start with recruiting. Let's start by <laughs> playing a song. So it started off pretty good for Mississippi State on this recruiting weekend. Uh, Picking up a, a commitment on what late Thursday and then on early Friday, uh, wide receiver Kevin Coleman. No, no relation to my knowledge. I, gosh, that's a missed opportunity. How have I not put that on the message board? Any relation to Joel T. Coleman? I, 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 I told, I blew it. I blew it. I'm getting soft in my old age. Um, transferring from Louisville, previously at Jackson State, uh, and now uh, headed to Starkville, Mississippi. Big play receiver. State needed another veteran in that group. I think they might be done with that position group unless there's a, a no-doubter coming available and interested in playing at Mississippi State. But Kevin Coleman, another good add. Chad Bumpus continues to add to his room and his his position group. And then, you know, we've talked about it for so long. Stone Blanton back in Starkville. Uh, after all that... Who could forget his recruitment from a couple years back? Committed to Mississippi State in baseball. Wouldn't pull the trigger and commit in football and then eventually ends up at South Carolina. Two years there as a starter, a team captain. Now he's headed back to Starkville. And so I thought those those are two really... Quality pickups, you know, you look at Blanton and right off the bat, you think that's a guy who's going to have an opportunity to be a starter in year one. Kevin Coleman, if nothing else, is going to add a lot of depth uh, in year one uh, to Mississippi State as a wide receiver. Uh, State need, needs some targets out there in this offense. And I thought, okay, that's that's how this weekend's going to start. Should be a good one for Mississippi State. And then it turned into a, 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 a never uh, sort of a – a dramatic thing of of people not showing up for visits that were expected and and guys leaving without committing. And it felt like what was going to be a big recruiting weekend for Mississippi State kind of stalled out pretty early on. Yeah, I think that's just the nature of the portal at this point. And that's happened to a lot of teams, um, especially this week especially has been crazy. Hmm. There's just been so many people scrambling to get these these guys late before school starts, I'm guessing is kind of the, the deal because there were basically three different visit, like separate visits for Mississippi State this week. Mm-hmm. They had the visits Wednesday. I think there were some that were Wednesday to Friday. There were some that was just Wednesday. There were, there were some that was Friday and Saturday. There was another one on Saturday and Sunday. It was just kind of strange, like how how that all worked out. But we're still getting used to this whole, you know, portal madness, and you kind of just have to be on your toes. You have to be ready for whatever comes your way, and that's why we're seeing so much, you know, 
like everything's kind of in flux for Mississippi State and a lot of other places. People are coming in randomly and um, are, uh, you know, they're canceling visits. The the voicing guy or whatever, the dude from um, South Alabama, mm-hmm. he had like three visits canceled mm-hmm. this week. So, uh, you know, it's it's been strange to see, you know, how fast things change, but State's still searching for several positions that need safeties, they need an edge rusher. Um, it looks like they're getting close to finishing up on the defensive line, whether you like the group or not. They probably need another running back. We saw, you know, Dante Dowdle is is out for Mississippi State. But I, I like the pieces they're building on offense, and they took a big step with Stone Blanton, too, this past week, being able to get him on board. You mentioned Dowdle uh, committed to Nebraska. Uh, just just appears like he just doesn't want to play in Mississippi. It just it just I mean, you leave Oregon, you think okay, you're going to get closer to home, and instead you didn't. You're just about as far away as you were before. Uh, you mentioned Voison, the, the the defensive back from South Alabama. Looks sort of obvious there that there's an SEC eligibility issue. All the the visits he canceled were SEC stops. He canceled canceled visits to Florida, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. So tends to make you think that some, something's not right there with him academically. Yeah, that's got to be an eligibility thing. I think the teams are just kind of digging into the transcripts or, you know, whatever. And it's got – it has to be. Every single SEC visit was canceled. So that that's what that appears to be. That's not just, you know, Mississippi State simply you know, missing out on the guy, whatever. So mm-hmm. – and, and there's still some guys, too, that were waiting to announce. I mean, we could be doing this podcast as we speak and State could pick up a guy or two. We just – don't know. I mean, everything is just kind of wild right now. Yeah, and those two guys I think that Mississippi State is waiting on the most are defensive players. Uh, Old Dominion linebacker Wayne Jennings and Purdue uh, outside linebacker, edge rusher, call them whatever you want, and I, I may butcher the pronunciation here, but Roman Petrie uh, both visited Mississippi State. Why don't we add a little accent? Petre. Petre. Do you want to go Petre or do you want to go Petre. Where is this is French, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. Again, yeah, we will be corrected on it. Someone linebacker. Oh, Peyton Chatney. Peyton Peyton Chatney. We hadn't done that one in a while. Bonjour. So makes me wonder where Harpo is this morning. Où est le mama? By the way, Arthur Smith. And uh, Dennis Allen almost came to blows on the field. Well, you know what? Arthur Smith will have a great story to tell all the other FedEx employees when he's working there next month. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll be he'll continue to be recycled like everybody uh, yeah, he'll, else. He'll be somebody's. He'll be the offensive coordinator in 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 in, uh, in Kansas City next year or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, anywho, so yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting on those, and and, and I'll be honest, those two commitments, if added, especially Jennings, though he's a 135 some odd tackles last year. He he and Stone Blanton really solidify that linebacker room for you. Petrie, if you're able to get him on board, uh, gives you you know a guy who who doesn't have any stats, but he, he you know can maybe. I will say this. I, I'm going to say maybe provide some depth. Somebody, and I'm pretty sure it was on on three, made a really good point. They're like, you know, oh, you're signing these guys. They're providing depth. Why are you recruiting second and third stringers? Yeah, like you, you, you should, we should be. You should be recruiting guys that you believe can come in and start. 
You know, I don't want to hear about depth pieces. I want to hear, you know, these guys make the current starters depth pieces. It's State's defensive recruiting has just been wild to keep up with to this point. I don't know if they're if it's who they're targeting or they're nobody of substance is showing them return interest. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it, it really, it truly is strange what they've done in the portal defensively. I mean, Stone Blanton is really the only guy right now that you look at that you feel like kind of moves the needle a little bit. Everybody else is redshirting in the group of five, mm-hmm. not playing very much or second and third string in the power five. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you know, Petre, you know, we'll see. He's, he's still young. Yeah. So, I, you know, he's a little different, but these guys that are, you know, third, fourth year guys that were backups, I, I don't understand. Yeah. And, you know, specifically defensive line and, and secondary, they've, they've basically had, no interest enough to get guys on campus mm-hmm. in the secondary. And then the defensive line guys, I mean, the the interest has been second team guys. So I don't understand what's happening. When but you- I will say that the, the JUCO guy that they got in late this weekend, Michael Knuckle. Naka, 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 or I feel something. like Lebby's doing this to us on purpose, by the way. Yeah, what, why is this happening? Like, that's can, a guy that's. Can he state... not recruit a Jones, a Smith, yeah. something? You know, if you remember, that's a guy state recruited yeah. like back in the summer and he was kind of blowing up. Well, he's kind of come back to the surface. That might be a solid pickup for David Turner, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Because agree. he, I mean, I, I don't think he had a bad season or anything. Right. And he, I remember, I think Georgia was was after him a little bit, Oklahoma, and was kind of blowing up there in the summer and just kind of fell off the face of the earth and resurfaces six five, almost three hundred. He can help you, I think. I think it year. was. I think during the summer there was some talk that he might be able to be eligible for this season. That's why he blew up quite a bit. I think that's correct. And then when he, they realized, you know, he was going to be a twenty four guy, it kind of cooled off a little bit. But now that he's he's back on the you know he's back on the uh, on the radar for all these teams. Was it Mississippi State this weekend? We'll see how these visits go. I keep the 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 theme keeps being yeah. It's, when 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 guys like you are talking to them, when Paul's talking to them, that yeah, the, the visits go well, and I feel good about Mississippi State. But they're not able to close them. And yeah. do, I need to, do I need to crank Alec Baldwin up real quick? Do we need to? Do we need to go ahead and get that going? There's no, there's a lack of closing here for Mississippi State. And then the other thing that, that has concerned me, I guess, is this. And it's just weird that Oklahoma's had a ton of guys hit the portal, and none of them have visited Mississippi State. And then Alabama has had a bunch of guys hit the portal. None of those guys have shown any interest in Mississippi State. Uh, Barnes was at Ohio State. He was able to at least get some of his guy, former guys to visit here. But couldn't close on any of them. Uh, Corey Bell, had, I mean, he got the, the the Elijah Cannon to flip, but no other uh, uh, nobody that he's connected to has has visited Mississippi State. It feels like Mississippi State hired a bunch of guys that when they left their schools that they, they left their connections with them. Yeah, and it's, it's not like you're it's not like you're going to. I mean, it's not like you're going to tick off the opposing team. They're they're leaving anyway, right? So I, I don't 
surely that's not like a professional courtesy or whatever by Lebby and, and some of those coaches. I mean, those guys are leaving anyway. Now, if you were like tampering with them, that's one thing. But mm-hmm. if they're already in the portal, I mean, it's kind of free game. It is strange. And I, I, I do have to wonder, is it the fact that this is going to be a – pretty unproven defensive staff. But, but at the same time, I mean, David Turner is, you know, one of the more proven defensive line coaches in the SEC. Mm-hmm. He should be getting traction with people. You would think. It, it worries me the evaluations that are going on right now, but also, like you said, the the lack of ability to close on the players that are guys that can help you. Yeah. Because they haven't gotten any difference makers in the secondary – they haven't gotten any difference makers on the defensive line. That's concerning. I, I'm I'm willing to see how it goes. I, I don't think Mississippi State's defense is going to be very good. Right. And that I mean, it just is what it is right now. I'm willing to see what kind of traction they get with a full season recruiting, building relationships in high school, junior college, you know, even getting some guys in the portal next year and see how that how it goes from here. But right now it's it's not super promising. And we're not trying to be negative. We're not trying to be Debbie Downers like people think, but it has to be talked about that this Speak defense for yourself, is, buddy. Well you're not trying to, but it's kind of hard to prop up. I told up. you I was done being positive. That was that was the last year. It's kind of hard to prop up what's happening on defense right now. Right. I mean we we talked well of the offense and I think Jeff Lebby has a really good group assembled for year one, but the defense looks like it's going to be it's going to struggle. But here's the thing, Brian: it's no longer at the point where you have to have a top fifty defense, top twenty five defense to compete in this league. Yeah, your defense can be in the seventies, in the eighties, and the nineties, and you can still be a top twenty five team. That's how the game's changed. You have to be able to score points now. So Mississippi State assembling an offense that can score a lot of points, that can be high-powering, that can score on really good defenses, that to me is of greater importance now than building a really, really good defense. Now, if you want to compete for the playoff in this 12-team format, your defense needs to be a top-50 defense, I think. Mm. Um, LSU was on the was on the verge of – well, I guess they were. They would have been a playoff team, wouldn't they? I, I can't remember what their ranking was, but their defense was awful this year. Yeah. And they would have had an opportunity to play in the playoff. So if you have an elite offense, which, listen, I mean, Jeff Levy has had one everywhere he's been. I'm not saying that's going to happen for Mississippi State next year, but if they have a top 10 offense next year, I promise you that team is competing for seven, eight wins. They just are. Well, I, mean, I don't care how bad the defense is. To your point, LSU finished ten and three this year, and their defense was ranked one hundred and fifth. Yeah, I mean Mississippi. Oh, I'm sorry, Ole Miss finished eleven and two this year. Uh, their defense was ranked sixty eighth, so almost close to being really nice. Mississippi. See, I mean, it's just not as important anymore. Again, I, I got one more. Mississippi State finished five and seven this year. Their defense was ranked fortieth. Hmm. If if you give me a 40th ranked defense next year with Jeff Levy's offense, I would tell you that State's probably going to win eight games, maybe nine. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think State's defense is going to be closer to between LSU and, and Ole Miss there, probably a 70 or an 80 or something like that. 
But you have to hope. But I don't think State's offense is going to be what LSU's offense was this year. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen either. So no. they've just got. Let me see. What did LSU rank in total offense here? Let me see if I can find it. Select a select a team statistic. NCAA's website's not great, by the way. I just want to point that out. Uh, and same, total offense, ahead. LSU was first. Yeah. First. Were they first in scoring? Oklahoma was third, by the way, just in case you were wondering. Uh, and then in scoring offense, that's scoring defense. Damn it. Scoring offense, LSU was first. Oklahoma was fourth, in case you were wondering again. So, yeah, college football now is about putting points on the board. Not only does it is it how you win, it's how you fill the seats. Nobody, yep. nobody is showing up for defense anymore. So, but at the same time, you can't just forego it. You can't just throw your hands in the air and say, "Well, we can't stop anybody." There's going to have to come get moments where you have to stop. Remember, I don't know if you were in the room. I've used this story before, though. But Bob Shoot made this point one time when we were talking to him, and to me, it, it makes a lot of sense. Is that you can say a team, you know, if you lose a game thirteen to ten. You can say that team played bad defense because when they had to give get a stop, they couldn't, and so mm-hmm. they lost. And whereas the same way, if you win 45-42, you can say the team that gave up 42 played good defense because when they had to get a stop, they got one. And so that's what this, that's what this is going to be about this year. State's defensive staff is either not good recruiters or they are, or there's an NIL issue. Or, so those are your, really your only two options right this second. Either- well, I think another option is Mississippi State is not right now. But that's what roster. That's what recruiting. Yeah, but 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 listen, but listen, I I get, I get what you're saying. But there's good recruiters that have lost recruiting battles because their their roster was not something that was desirable in comparison to some other places. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for the for the guys that are going to Boston College and places like that, I don't have an answer for you on that. But I'm just talking – I'm just speaking on a – as a whole, and you're saying there's only two options, I disagree with that. There's okay. There's multiple factors that can go into it. It can be the fact that they don't think Mississippi State's going to have a good season next year and they want to play on a team that is competing for playoff or New Year's Six or something next year or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I think there's multiple things that can go into it, but at the end of the day, what you're seeing is Mississippi State's just not getting the job done. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fairness, they have some time to go get some players that can help them next year, but some of the big names are starting to – you know, peter out a little bit. You're going to have another transfer portal window where you could get some guys. I mean, listen, there's there's only like a few spots that state really needs for some impact players. As far as depth is concerned, that that is a little different story. But you know, they need an edge rusher. If they can get a legit edge rusher, that changes a lot for you as a defense. Mm-hmm. If they can get a, a corner or two that can come in and start, that changes a lot for you as a defense. So it's really just a few things, you know, a couple pieces there. But they've got to have some attrition, too. I mean, they just don't have a lot of spots. Yeah, and I figure that's what the the spring is going to be about. It's going to be about 
figuring out who's going to be on the two deep and processing the guys who aren't uh, mm-hmm. and, and figuring it out from there. Because you're right, the spots are, are kind of limited at this time. Um, you know, especially we know with the high school class, at least, you, you know, most of those guys aren't going to be here. So you don't have to worry about finding spots for them, but you got to find spots for them by August. And if you, if you haven't, then, you know, you got real issues there. So still, and, and the other thing that we're considering this is that it's not over yet. There's still a couple more weeks of visits and, and, and more guys are going to continue to hit the portal, Michigan and Washington guys that they don't have to do it yet. I'm not saying that state's going to get a bunch of starters or anything off the Michigan defense. I'm just saying that there are still there's still some window room, and then you have the second window in the spring, and you just you know no, no SEC guys can come to you at that point, but you can still get some talented players uh, later in the spring if if it all goes well. So, and again, by the time we do this, you listen to this podcast, they may have added a couple of pieces uh, through the portal, but at this moment now, it's definitely been a slower start. Then I, I thought, you know, when I when Stone Blanton committed on on Friday, I was thinking to myself, I was like, okay, state will probably get three or four more commitments this weekend and and have a nice weekend, and it, it just kind of stalled out, and that's it, it's it's just an unpleasant surprise, I guess you would say at this point. So we'll see how it happens. Offensively, I have no complaints. Yeah, you know, they have recruited as well as you can possibly imagine, and then from the high school perspective, I thought they did a great job, even though they lose the Daniel Hill battle, just to get involved in that, I thought was a win for them. And, you know, I feel really good about where Levy is going to be after a year from a high school perspective. But the portal, you know, this team needs some immediate impact, guys. They have starting positions up for grabs to to the right players, but they just haven't been able to reel those guys in yet. We'll see how, how it continues uh, the rest of the way. Let's move into basketball. Let's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner if you're firing up the grill this weekend like I did, I cooked some steaks just yesterday. They were great, in case you were wondering. Uh, and it's easy to have great steaks when you go to your to your local butcher shop. You go to your local... I mean, I just go to Kroger, guys, and they had a bunch of prime fillets and a prime ribeye, and I was like, yeah, I'll take some of those. And they were good. And I'm not surprised by that, because I always get great meat at Kroger here in Starville, and then wherever you are in the state of Mississippi, you can get great meat. You can get great steaks everywhere you go. Fire up the grill and enjoy yourself each and every weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. Uh, I still haven't been, and I, that's becoming an issue for me now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through some withdrawals here. I need to get back to Two Brothers. It has been too long. So more than likely this week, you're going to see me at Two Brothers. And hopefully I will see you there. If you want to enjoy some smoked Southern soul food and support the Bulldog Initiative, you just need to make a trip to Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great services, what every business likes to promise you, but they deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. They know how to take care of their customers. They know how to sell the the top-of-the-line business equipment like copiers and printers and computers and everything your business needs. And they also know how to back up their sales with great service. They are a Mississippi business just like you. So when you call them, you're talking to somebody on the phone who's not that far away from you. Chances are they can solve your problem the same day because they're nearby. They're your neighbor. They're a Mississippi business just like you. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. 
The collegiate collection at the Rogue, I said it earlier, guys, M over S, it's getting closer and closer to opening day. If you haven't already, you need to get yourself a new polo, a new pullover to get ready for the new year here at Mississippi State. This is the year of no Banner M. The Banner M is done. Get out of town. Get to the Rogue today and buy yourself a new polo, a new pullover to match the new modern look of Mississippi State. Shop at the Rogue in Jackson or online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. This can't ever be easy, can it, Robbie? Just, you know, just like one day, just, you know, no problems. And just no. Yeah, no. 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 So you will have nothing. I have decided something, though, about this basketball game. You remember uh, last year when we were doing the podcast after the Alabama game? We had the massive argument in that one. How could you forget? But one of the things we talked about, one of the things that was true was people weren't mad about losing to Alabama. They were still mad about losing to Kentucky. Yeah. I think that's the case here. Mississippi State drops the game to South Carolina, 68-62, a game where the most surprising thing was how much more physical a smaller South Carolina team was than Mississippi State, how they dominated the boards, especially the offensive boards, leading to a lot of second-chance points. But I don't think that's what I'm mad about. I think I'm still mad that they lost to Southern. I think if they had lost this game yesterday and they had beaten Southern like they were supposed to, I wouldn't be as as bothered by it. But it's the fact that they have this anchor sitting around there, sitting there tied to their neck, that's driving me insane because I know they need quad one wins, and that was an opportunity to get one on Saturday, and they didn't do it. And now they're facing a three terribly difficult games in a row. Probably they, they let it get away from them on Saturday because they weren't the more physical team, which is the first under Christian. That, that, that was the most disappointing thing about it. And I, I saw a bunch of people complaining about the refs and stuff, and they weren't great. But that's not what lost the game. What lost in the game was with you know about a minute and a half left. I forget exactly what the final tally was, but they had been outscored 16-2 to two in second-chance points. Mm-hmm. South Carolina dominated them on the boards when it mattered. And State was making some silly fouls. They weren't blocking out. South Carolina was – you were bailing them out with extra possessions, and that was the difference in the ball game. And then just some terrible possessions down the stretch. I mean, Josh Hubbard made an unreal play to get a four-point play and close that thing to two points. You have a gift given to you in the fact that South Carolina missed two free throws to give you that what was going to be the final possession, and Rams Davis dribbles down the court to the sideline and picks the ball up. And it was just inexcusable. And the way that all that kind of transpired, they just kind of folded there down the stretch. And I think this team is going to be, just like last year, they're going to be better by the end of the year. It's going to be a team that's going to be really good later on because I think everybody at that point will be, you know, in their role and Tolu Smith will be, you know, getting to where you want him to be. But you cannot dig yourself in a hole like you did last year because you don't have the the luxury of having that non-conference run that you did last year. Mm-hmm. You have the Southern game saddled to you right now. Right. And so you've got to make up games. And this was a perfect chance because South Carolina suddenly was becoming a much better team. And this was going to be a quad one win for you if you were able to win it. Right. And instead, you weren't able to – it doesn't hurt you. 
because it's a quad one, right? But it doesn't help you. You haven't done right. anything to build your resume. And that's the thing, you know. This time last year, State had, I think, had two quad ones. I know Marquette was. I think Utah was a quad one win, basically up until about the middle of of, of February, and then they dropped off. But you don't have that this year. So you need to start building your resume and conference play. You have a great opportunity in these first four games if you could somehow get a couple wins. But if you play the way you played Saturday against uh, South Carolina, if you play like that against Tennessee, you're going to run off the court the way Ole Miss did. Uh, it, I mean, you're just not going to have much of a chance. Um, yeah. I was also surprised to not see Tolu Smith in the starting lineup. I understand game one, you want to bring him back and see how it goes. Tolu Smith is is your guy. It's time to put him back into the starting lineup, and it's something to consider. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm overthinking things, but when he got that that third foul or that fourth foul and had to sit, he wouldn't have been in the game if he had been starting, because the, the way the rotations worked, he would have been on the bench at that moment in the game. And so the decision not to start him kind of puts him in that awkward position where he's 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 trying to I think he's trying to do too much, you know. When he was in the game and when Josh Hubbard were in the game. That's when State's at their best because those are their two best offensive threats. One thing that's killing Mississippi State right now is the fact that Andrew Taylor has just not panned out. Uh, you know, that's you know, in this NIL era, this that there's your cautionary tale of you never you don't really know what you're getting sometimes. Um, now that being said, it appears that the issues you know surrounding Andrew Taylor are of a mental health variety. So we would certainly encourage him to to take care of himself and to get the help that he needs and to, and to make sure he's okay. You know, basketball is definitely secondary. But from this show's perspective, where we talk about Mississippi State sports, that's a guy that you were counting on. I think State was counting on him to provide offense, to be a double-digit game scorer, to stretch the floor and give State another capable three-point shooter. And instead, basically, you have Josh Hubbard doing that and nobody else. You know, Davis, Moore, Jeffries, none of those guys are reliable enough shooters. And with Cam Matthews and Jeffries on the, on the floor at the same time, you, I mean, you really only have three guys who are really interested in taking shots. Jeffries will take them on occasionally. Matthews is more of a putback kind of guy. It just feels like they just added Josh Hubbard to last year's team, and that's really all they did. I know Jimmy Bell is is you know has had a good uh, non conference run, but again, I said it last. I said, said it before. I just don't expect much more more from him now that he's on the bench. I, I think that he'll play the same role that Will McNair played for the state last year. I think he can be better than Will McNair, but I, I just don't see him being a, a huge contributor now that he's on the bench. So this game against you know, Tennessee, I don't know. We'll see what happens against Tennessee, but this game against Alabama, the state needs to find a way to get that. They can't go 0-3 to start the year. No, and then you got Kentucky after that on the road. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's a brutal start, and like the South Carolina game was supposed to be kind of like a good like leaning into the season because South Carolina was terrible last year, mm-hmm. but they've actually come out and I mean they got some really good portal acquisitions and they've been they've been solid they've been a significantly better team and they've won two more games than they did all last year mm-hmm. already, so now you're you're between a rock and a hard place here. Because you got Tennessee, Bama, and Kentucky in three straight games. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, Vanderbilt's not good, but after that, you got Florida on the road, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Bama. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this could, this could spiral a little bit like it did beginning of the schedule last year. And state can't afford to let that happen. They've got to 
find a way to, to pick up some wins here. And we, we knew they were going to have to get some tough wins in SEC play anyway to get into the tournament. But it's, you know, it, it's going to be a difficult start. They're going to have to play significantly better, and we'll see if they're able to do that. That's a disappointing loss, obviously, for Mississippi State. Bad weekend in Columbia for the Bulldogs. The the uh, the women as well uh, got handled by the number one team in the nation, South Carolina. They're now zero and two in conference play after uh, an opening night loss. You know, you would expect to lose to South Carolina, but that Vanderbilt game, Robbie, it really felt like it, it got away from them there at the end. Yeah, I did. That that was a game that they, it was just like the South Carolina game. They needed that one badly. Uh, we all knew what was going to happen in the the South Carolina game. That was no surprise at all that they lost that one. You know, especially the way that they did. But the Vanderbilt game was a winnable ball game. And the problem that you're seeing right now in the first two games, you're getting absolutely nothing from your two post players. And they've scored sixty six points. Um, you know, in both of those games, Vandy and South Carolina, the post players, Jessica Carter and Aaron Barnum, who were all SEC players, they had nine points combined in each game. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. Aaron Barnum's giving you nothing on offense right now. I think she had two two or three points, um, maybe three points against Vandy. She had, I think, one point the uh, Sunday. So, you're just not getting anything from your post players, and those are all SEC players. You have no chance if those players aren't aren't competing. And th- this is a lot like the men, but actually it could be even more brutal here because you got to go on the road to play Arkansas this week, who just beat Georgia by 40. Then you got to play Ole Miss, who beat you twice last year. They're a tougher team than you. I mean, I, I'm not liking their chances in that game. Then you got Tennessee, who's playing really well. With Rakia Jackson back, so it's it could get ugly if they don't find a way to figure some things out here. We'll see where it takes them. This is just not. What did I say on Saturday? I'm, I'm ready for this year to be over. I said it on January sixth. Like just, I can't, I can't deal with it. I just need one good day. I I want it today to be a good day. So this Monday, there's just no. I mean. I was hoping to go in. State would have beaten South Carolina. I knew Ole Miss was going to lose to Tennessee, and I was going to be able to have the first show I've had in months on a Monday where I could go in and feel like I was on top a little bit. But I didn't get it. I didn't get it. There's there's just nothing that feels great about Mississippi State sports right now. It doesn't. I mean, let's just be honest. I mean, basketball was all about hope. They had not really – I mean, they both – I think they both gotten in the top 25 at one point, but it – you know, there's been some hype around them, but we haven't really seen a ton of production. Mm-hmm. So, state needs some wins. Like this, this athletic department needs some wins and something badly. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see when they get that. So, and hopefully, it'll be uh, it'll be soon. All right, uh, tomorrow's show. Maybe some more recruiting. Maybe some more basketball. Who knows? Who knows what we're going to talk about? We'll have it all for you tomorrow. Uh, we'll put on starting on Wednesday. I'll put out the uh, nominations for this year's Robbie Awards. Uh, we will give those out on our Friday show, uh, as well as uh, preview out the Mississippi State Alabama game uh, for that one. Plus, like I said, recruiting will continue, uh, and then probably probably about a week or so, we'll start really maybe you know looking into baseball a little bit more. Uh, start talking about what's getting ready for opening weekend uh, here at Mississippi State. All right, guys. Have a great uh, 
Monday, and we'll be back with you on you Tuesday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian. Hey, Dad, thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.